Hello and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies with your speaker, Chris McCann. If you'd like more information or to hear more studies, visit our website at www.ebiblefellowship.com. And now, with your evening Bible study, here's Chris McCann. Good evening and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Bible Study in the Book of Genesis. Tonight is study number 26 of Genesis chapter 1. We're going to be reading verses 29 through 31. And God said, Behold, I have given you every herb-bearing seed, which is upon the face of all the earth, and every tree, in the which is the fruit of a tree-yielding seed, but to you it shall be for meat, and to every beast of the earth, to every fowl of the air, and to everything that creepeth upon the earth, wherein there is life. I have given you every green herb for meat, and it was so. And God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. And the evening and the morning were the sixth day. And I'll stop reading there. Now, um, in our last study, we were looking at the herb bearing seed. And uh, for the second time, uh, because we had also looked at it earlier in the chapter, back in verse 11, we saw how the herb bearing seed points to the word of God, or the word of God falls as the rain, which produces the grass of the field and the herb, which is food for the cattle, for the beast, for the creeping things of the earth. And those uh, creatures, the, the beast, the fowl, typify men. They typify mankind. And, and uh, so it's a picture of the gospel. Now, verse 29, the Lord had said, I have given you, referring to Adam, and we spent some time discussing how Eve was created in Adam on day six. And, uh, you know, we we should um, point out uh, that this was unlike the creation of any of the other creatures. Uh, that is, when God made um, r- the rabbit, he made the rabbit male and female. And when God made a dog, he made the dog male and female. And when he made all the other creatures that um, were created in, in this first week, God made them male and female to begin with. And... And the Lord could have done that with man, but he did not. Instead, he made just the man, just Adam, which broke from the pattern of all other creatures. And yes, uh, we know that man is special uh, and above all the other creatures that God created, that God made in these six days of creation. But still... That doesn't answer why God would do that. Why not make Adam and Eve, as he had made all the other creatures, male and female, on the sixth day? Why why not form Adam of the dust of the ground and Eve of the dust of the ground um, at exactly the same time? And then you have mankind. 
But instead, God forms the man, Adam, from the dust of the ground, and he counts that Eve is in Adam when he makes Adam. And then later, sometime later, we're, we're not told exactly when, but it had to be after the sixth day and after the seventh day because God did not do any work of creation on the seventh day, but he rested that uh, that first he has Adam on that sixth day, name all the creatures, and then he causes Adam to experience a deep sleep, and then he takes one of his ribs, and from the rib of Adam he forms the woman. Really, it, it, if if you don't look for the spiritual meaning of things, the gospel meaning of things, it it makes no sense at all that uh, if you just look at the Bible literally and and just look at it as an act of creation with no deeper spiritual meaning, it, it's pretty ineffective. It, it's it's not an effective way of creating to create the man and then put off the creation of the woman until a later point. When you have the power and the ability, of course, to create both at the same instant, it, that would be much more effective. Yet for the purpose of the gospel, and here God is revealing that the deeper spiritual meaning, the deeper spiritual purpose of the historical events is extremely important to God and and to the Bible overall, that God paints pictures. And in order to paint this picture, he has man created first, the great type of the Lord Jesus Christ, and then um, later comes the woman. Although the woman is counted to be in him upon the formation of Adam, as he's called... By God, God called his name Adam. Because God is his father, Adam is declared to be the son of God. And as we mentioned before, that ties in to the glorious event, the the event to end all events that took place at the foundation of the world when the Lord Jesus Christ bore the sins of his people, died for those sins, and rose uh, victoriously. Uh, he, he was resurrected from the dead, declared to be the Son of God. You see the, the similar picture, the similar analogy. And, and think of Adam formed of the dust, the dust of the ground. When, when man dies... Where does he go when to even today? If any person dies, we return to the dust. So the dust identifies with death. For Adam, the, the son of God, to be formed from the dust of the ground, it's as though he was dead, he was dust, and he came to life, and now is called the son of God. And, and within him, lies the woman, not in 
in actual form as yet as she'll later be, as, as God will cause the deep sleep, which is another picture of death, and take the rib to form the woman. But now the woman is, is simply counted as being within the man, as God's elect were counted as of being within Christ at that point of the world's foundation when he rose from the dead, God saw the, the Son of God, the Lord Jesus, and he saw the, the woman, the bride of Christ, the whole company of the elect in him. And then later in time in history, the woman came to be. She, she was formed. She became the bride of the man. And, and really the whole history of the world has been about the formation of the woman for the man, the Lord Jesus Christ. And, you know, it's a very important thing to God because later God will say it's not good that the man should be alone. And here we see in Genesis 1.31, after God makes everything, he, he makes this declaration that he's been making throughout chapter 1 after creating uh, various aspects of the creation. God has said, and it was good. Or now he says, beholding everything that he had made, it was very good. Everything is good. Everything is pure and holy and right and just and without sin for the six days of creation. For 144 hours, all is good and all will remain good as far as sin is concerned until the serpent tempts Eve, which we'll get to, Lord willing, in Genesis chapter 3. But Amazingly, God says in chapter 2, it is not good that the man be alone, and he makes the woman. Now, God doesn't mean that there's anything sinful about it, but, but, but that statement does stand out. It's not good that the man be alone, and it's not good that Christ not have a bride, that he not become one with a people. That, that he has atoned for their sins. And, and, and so God's salvation program is a good thing. It's a beautiful thing that he has formed the woman to be the helpmeet, to be the wife, uh, to become one flesh with the Lord Jesus Christ and, and to enter into that union between the creator and his created people created again in his image through salvation. But here again, God saw everything that he had made and behold, it was good. It was very good. And we, we read in the Psalms and these are just a few examples of what we could find in many places in the Bible. God continually makes reference to his creation Throughout the Bible, in Psalm 95, verse 5, it says, The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands formed the dry land. Psalm 96, 
verse 5. For all the gods of the nations are idols, but Jehovah made the heavens. Psalm 100 and verse 3. Know ye that Jehovah, he is God, it is he that hath made us, and not we ourselves, we are his people, and the sheep of his pasture. And in Psalm 104, verse 24, O Jehovah, how manifold are thy works! In wisdom hast thou made them all. The earth is full of thy riches. And again, we could read verse after verse after verse. God made this. He made the sea. He made the dry land. He made the heavens. He made his people. He made man. And all that he made is good at this point in the early stages of his creative work. Six days he worked. And and now he's made the crowning jewel. The, the chief um, part of his work is man. And he has made mankind. He has formed a creature created in his own image. In the image of God. And in the likeness of God, he made him. And, and certainly God was pleased with this creature man. Man was a good creature. Isn't it nice to say that? It, it is, isn't it? After reading all else we, we, uh, read in the Bible and all we know about the fall of man, and all the other biblical statements that the heart of man is deceitful and desperately wicked above all things and, and there's none righteous, no, not one. There's none good, no, not one, according to Romans chapter three. And, and all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And we read Romans one and the ugly list of sins and and uh, Matthew uh, 15, I think it is, where God speaks of the ugly list of things that flows forth from the heart of man. And it, it's all negative, all terrible, all ugly, filthy, dirty, rotten sin. And of course, we, we live in the world where all of that is in evidence. You know, it's really amazing that people discount the Bible. Just the fact that the Bible tells us the truth of man. Unlike any other religious writing, the Bible paints a picture, describes man as desperately wicked, filthy in his deeds, and uh, in, in mind, in action, in thought, word, and deed. The Bible describes a fallen creature, a rebel in which there's no goodness at all in his fallen condition. And then when we live our lives in this world, the evidence of that is everywhere. It's it's just everywhere rather than the secular mindset or the things that other religions say that man is basically good and and, and the philosophies of men where it, it, it tells us of the goodness of man and, 
and it, it lifts up man and exalts man. That's what all other religions tend to do. It wants man to perform good works to get to heaven. And that means there must be some goodness within him. It, it is the way of the world that is contrary to the Bible that makes statements and claims that man has some inerrant goodness within him, and yet that goes contrary to everything we see in the world, all the evidence we see all around us on a daily basis. It's just an enormous testimony from the world to the truthfulness of of the Bible, of God, of the one who made us, that he does know our inward parts and he, as he said before the flood in the, the time of Noah in Genesis 6, that God looked out and he saw that the thoughts of man's heart was only evil continually. That is accurate, isn't it? it it's very, um, accurate. It, it's very correct. It, it fits in with all the evidence, all of course, all the biblical evidence, and then all the evidence of our own life. If we're honest enough to look at ourselves, what do we see? Do we see a good person within us, apart from God, of course, redeeming and making someone anew of ourself? When we look back at our life, or we, or if we look within, do we see someone good, or do we see? A fallen Adam? Do we see a fallen man? Someone who has rebelled against God and, and has gone astray and gone his own way? Well, if we're honest, we know that's what our nature is like. It's what the nature of everyone in our family is like and our neighbors is like and everyone we work with and everyone we read about or hear about in this world. It's all of us. It, it is all people. And so, yes, it's a relief. It, it's pleasurable to read of this first week. And, and when God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. And it, it, it's almost like uh, a vacation of mind, a vacation of spirit to to travel back in time, and we would have to go way back to the very beginning in the year 11,013 B.C., and there is this good world. It's a good world. There were no hurricanes that week. There were no tidal waves. There, there were no tremors or earthquakes. There were no thorns and thistles. If you walked through the, the garden, you would not be, um, you would not get poison ivy. There, there would be nothing to sting you. There would be no danger of animals attacking. You could walk by and a lion might come up to you like, like a little kitty cat and you could pet it or you could continue on your stroll and, and there's an elephant or a bear or a tiger. Or all the, the animals that, that we recognize could offer some form of danger to us today. 
no danger, no danger, no threat, no fear of them, and they with no fear of you. And we would not see the animals chasing one another to kill each other for food. No, they they would have gotten along very well with one another. Just as we read in, in a couple of places where God gives us a glimpse of, of things set properly in order, uh, like in Isaiah 11, it says in verse 6, The wolf also shall dwell with the lamb, and the leopard shall lie down with the kid, and the calf, and the young lion, and the fatling together, and a little child shall lead them, and the cow and the bear shall feed. Their young ones shall lie down together, and the lion shall eat straw like the ox, and the sucking child shall play in the hole of the asp, and the weaned child shall put his hand on the cockatrice's den. They shall not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountain, for the earth shall be full of the knowledge of Jehovah as the waters cover the sea. Back in that first week, These creatures were walking around freely. They they had the protection of God. They, They had the blessing of God upon them, upon the ground, upon the creation. God provided food for all. There was no anxiousness or worry or crying uh, out of fear that there would not be food for the young of any creature, God created them with a trust that he would provide for their needs because fear and worry and anxiousness and doubt are all sin. They're all uh, products of sinfulness. And and so there was none of that. It, it was uh, a world that trusted God, a creation that trusted God, creatures that trusted God, including man, Adam. Adam trusted God. And and so God made it all. In six days, God worked. And the number six, ever since in the Bible, when we see the number six, identifies with work. And God establishes the work week. Here in the first week of of the world's history, six days he worked. The evening and the morning were the sixth day. And, and God did good work. His work was wonderful and a beautiful work. And this is um, the creator God. God creates Things that are always good. He never creates evil. He never creates bad things. And, and as far as we know, God, as he has existed from eternity past, has been actively working or creating in many ways with other creations apart and outside of this creation that none from this creation could ever reach. It is a distinct creation, different from this. And they are all good as well, because that is how God creates things. But for this one particular creation, this world and universe, God created 
that special creature man in order to set up a special program that would uh, display and, and show forth his glorious attributes for all principalities and powers. It, it would be in evidence for all to see the greatness of God's love and mercy as God would work out a program for this world different than anything else he had ever done since he had been God. Thanks for joining us for eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies. You can hear these studies Monday through Friday over PalTalk, Skype, eBible Fellowship's webcast audio, or over your phone. For more information or to hear other studies, visit www.ebiblefellowship.com. Until our next study, may the Lord's perfect will be done.